This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The only thing worse than someone being mad at you is someone being disappointed in you. Guys, you know that feeling, whether it's a friend, a partner, a boss, or a parent. When you fail to live up to someone's expectations, it just out and out sucks. So much so that so many of us live our entire lives for other people. And today's guest was no exception. Growing up in a very traditional Asian family, she knew everything about pressure and expectation. She felt that her parents' love was conditional based on good grades, attending a good college and getting a good job. And failure to do so was unacceptable and considered a dishonor to the family and the culture. So, in her early 20s, she found herself living out someone else's life. It had already been written for her and she was just acting out the scenes on autopilot. But it wasn't her. She didn't even know who she was. But realizing she was the director of her own life, she finally decided to yell, cut. Cutting the tie between her value and worth to other people's approval started her on a journey of self-discovery and impact. Sharing her journey in personal growth and lifestyle design along with actionable takeaway tips has turned it into a YouTube phenomenon with over 70 million views on her channel, Lavendaire, and 4 million downloads on her podcast, The Lavendaire Lifestyle. If life is an art, then today's guest is here to help us paint our masterpiece. The effervescent Eileen Sue. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing intro. Probably the best I've heard. <laughs> oh, um, well, to be honest, just listening to your content and um, t- watching all the stuff that you do, it is so incredible. And you speak to such an audience that has been where you are, whether it's an Asian culture, my personal experience, I come from a very traditional Greek culture. So when I started to read your story, I think for so many women, they could relate. And so I kind of want to start at the expectations that your parents had and the fear of disappointing them, because I think that is so relatable for people. So how did you overcome that in order to take that first step? Yeah, well, growing up in an immigrant family, my parents were both immigrants. My mom was a refugee from Vietnam and my dad was an immigrant from China. So I feel like a lot of immigrant children can relate to the feeling of like the pressure your parents put on you to succeed because they sacrificed so much. They went through so much in their life so that you could have this new life, this American dream in America. And obviously they're, you know, they can get really strict on you having the expectations to do well in school, get perfect grades just be like the perfect child, go to the perfect college, get a high paying job and be set for life. And all of this was an expectation since you're before you can even remember. And you just thought like, I just thought that was how everyone's life was and how how life is supposed to be like, you're told what to do. Society says like, this is what success looks like. And so that's what you aim for and you just do it. And I feel like um, a lot of my life, I, I mentioned in my videos that I felt like I was kind of running on autopilot. And then came the turning point during 
my second and third year of college was the time I started asking questions. Why am I doing this? What, why am I like, putting so much pressure on myself, stressing out in school? Why am I trying to get a good job? I did so many internships while I was in college. And I realized in like the internships that I, I didn't want that boss's job. I didn't want this lifestyle working in an office nine to five every day. And that was the turning point because it made me realize like, this is not what I want, but I don't know what I want. And so it's scary and it's risky and I have no idea what I want to do and what's suited for me, but I'm not going to waste my life away living something that doesn't feel right, living a life that's not aligned. And it was a very big um, push and pull with my parents. You know, they didn't understand where I was coming from. I told them, I want to be creative. I don't want to work in an office. And to them, I probably sounded really irresponsible. They were really like mad. Like, why can't you just get a job like your other friends? But each one of us has like an inner voice, an inner compass that's guiding us, right? And as we mature, like from childhood to, you know, teen years, we forget that we have that voice that knows what's right for us because all the voices outside of us become loud. You know, the voices of your parents, teachers, society. And it was just a journey of like coming back to myself and what what was right for me. And also the discovery part, because like I've always had a plan in my life. I always, you know, you get a syllabus in class, you know what to do to finish your homework, get good grades, and you know like the step-by-step -step rules, right? But life doesn't have a syllabus. Life doesn't give you step-by-step, -step, how do you succeed? So that, that was uh, really frustrating for me to not have a plan yeah. and to just live my life without a plan. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and exactly why, why I want you on this show, woman. So tell us exactly. what that plan is. So take me back, because you said some really strong things there that I really want to kind of just hone in on and go a little deeper yeah. on. So once you start to discover this isn't the life I want, you go on internships, you're like, I don't want that position, what am I doing? Like all of those thoughts, but there's a massive chasm between that and then taking action. So mm -hmm. e even just approaching your parents, like that is so freaking scary and like yeah. as I start to process in my own head about me having to tell my own family I don't want children like that was a big deal and I carried around a yeah. lot of guilt because the guilt yeah. of what my parents had gone through in order to give me the life that I currently have I felt guilty in trying to follow my own dreams when they had given up everything for me so yeah. talk to me about how you overcame that fear and actually still took action and still approached them like, how did you approach them? What did you say? And then how did you not let them steer you astray from yeah. your goals and dreams? Yeah, I mean, I have to be real like that. It's not like a you tell them once and then you switch. It really was like a two to three year process of just going through a really hard time in life and them not understanding where I was. And then I just became so flaky. I started becoming really depressed because I was, I was just not happy about anything in life. It's kind of like all the pressure came down on me senior year of college where I would, I would do the actions of like, okay, I'm going to try to apply for these jobs and in my resume, and then I would get an interview time. And then once the interview came, I just like, I, I, I didn't wake up for it. I was like, I don't even want to go. And so I was sabotaging myself because I just couldn't go through with it. And so like the whole time my, my parents didn't really understand what I was going through. My dad was just arguing with me like, why can't you just get a job, any job, even even if you don't like it, just in the meantime, while you're figuring out what you want to do, because you don't want you don't know. But the way I grew up, my dad, like, 
my dad left our family when I was in elementary school. And so he lived in China for most of my life. And we, like, he's, he's like a parent that's super strict from afar because he still financially supported our family, just not physically being here. So he did, like, he had a say in everything. And there was the pressure of, my mom would give us this pressure, like, if you don't listen to what your dad says, like, he's going to cut us off and we're not going to be able to feed ourselves. And so that was like extra pressure on me because I'm the older child. And it's kind of like, you're expected to, you know, be able in an Asian family, you're expected to get a job so you can take care of your parents down the line. Right. So that's always in the back of my mind. Plus my, my dad's very, very high expectations of us was with us our whole life. So yeah, I told him, I was like, I want to be an artist. I'm creative. I want to do something like, you know, in that realm. And he's like, artists are crazy people. Like he just, <laughs> he put down everything creative. I was trying to do music and he was like putting that down. He's like, you think you're going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And I was dancing at the time. I was on a dance team and he was mad that he was like, come home right now, leave practice right now. Cause the dance team was like, had practices at night. So he was that unsupportive of creative endeavors. And I can't say that I resolved it until like I started Lavender in 2014 And then maybe like two years after I started Lavender, money started trickling in. So once money starts trickling in and my audience started growing, I finally had something to show for it. So I finally, you know, slowly and slowly, they started to understand what I was doing and that it was actually working and I was making money from it. And I think at that point is when your parents start to soften up. But there was no like they didn't like Asian parents, they don't they don't They don't believe it until they see it. You know what I mean? If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal. Like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That maybe not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it 
especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. So explain yeah. that to me then, because I totally relate to that. Same with my dad. We were growing Quest. We were growing at 57,000% mm-hmm. when we started Quest Nutrition. We went from zero to a mm. billion dollars in in right. five years. So, wow. but my dad, even when I was telling him how much we were growing, he was still asking me, when are you going to quit your job and, um, and, yeah. and have kids? So it's like, until he came and saw, you know, 100,000 square feet of production, that's when he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you can do it. So there's, yeah. there's something to, you're never going to be able to persuade them, right? So it's like, yeah. you have to show them like your struggle with the pressures of parents on what you're going to do in your life is so, is extremely yeah. universal. And so many people can yeah. relate. And like I even said at the beginning, right, you chose to change it and have the life that you want, but so many yeah. people don't. So while it may seem like it's not an extreme, you know, difficulty, it's like people quietly live their lives. Yeah, Yeah, I think so many people live their lives in quiet desperation. And that is one of my biggest fears to live a life in quiet desperation, but Mm -hmm. I can't get out of it. So I actually heard going back to like the power of belief. The reason why I asked that is um, so many people talk about like, do you have to have the confidence first in order to approach something or do you have to approach something to build the confidence? And I heard you say, I told myself I was a pro before I actually was one. And I was like, that's the type of mentality, right? That people have to tell themselves over and over again in order to keep going, in order for you not to have stopped after that one year to have kept going. So talk to me about um, you telling yourself you're a pro and like, did you believe it? Or were you like, I know I'm kind of lying to myself, but like, what does that look like? Because again, power of belief, I think is everything. Yeah. I mean, it really, in the beginning, it totally feels like, you know, fake it till you make it. And to what you were saying earlier, it wasn't just the pressure from my parents. It was also like, I was a good student. I did well in school. So I went to business school. All my peers were getting like high paying jobs in these like, you know, big buildings in downtown. And it was also the embarrassment of like my peers judging me because they're like, Eileen, I thought you were smart. Why are you doing YouTube? Why would you like, you went, you paid money to go to like a good business school and why, why are you just doing YouTube? And that, that kept me from starting too, because I was like, I, at the point that I started Lavender, I felt like, I'm like, am I too old for this? Cause all my peers were like adults now, you know, 23 year old adults making money. And it was that, <laughs> like, I had to get over that too. The embarrassment of being like, you know, yeah, I, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> like I'm oh, doing so this. How did you get over that then? What were like, let's say three things that you had to do so that you wouldn't, um, you know, be embarrassed or ashamed and that you actually took that first step? Yeah, 
I mean, the first thing is you, uh, it's a huge journey, but you have to learn to stop caring about what other people think of you. You, you, and, and there, there are different things, different, um, ways you can think about it. People aren't thinking about you. People are thinking about themselves. They only think about you for like a split second and really you're not that important and don't take anything personally, mm. meaning like whether people judge you or whether they give you compliments or whether they say something critical, it's actually not really about you. It's actually a reflection of who they are as a person because everyone is just mirrors, right? They project their insecurities on you. They project their fears on you. So when you're pursuing something risky and your friends tell you like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Uh, it doesn't seem like a good idea. Like, do you really want to make a fool of yourself? That's them projecting that they are embarrassed to do something like that. They're scared to take that risk. So, so that's the first thing. And then number two, like we talked about, is you have to fake it till you make it. You really have to build the self-belief and self-confidence. And if you're an insecure person like I was when I was young, it, it takes a lot of work, just a lot of journaling. Like, why do I have this negative self-talk? Why, when I look in the mirror, do I say something negative about myself? Ask, like, really, like, examine your thoughts and ask yourself, how can I, like, rewrite my thoughts so that they're supporting me instead of being like my own worst enemy? A lot of people don't realize we are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst critic. And that voice of criticism comes from maybe like your parents always criticize you or, or it, it could be anything really, but it's learning to rewrite the voices that are in your head. Because once the voices in your head become positive and supportive and loving, like you look in the mirror every day, you tell yourself like, I got this. And you, even if you make mistakes and you fail, you're gentle on yourself instead of beating yourself up. You're like, you know what? Like, I love you. It's okay. You, you tried, it didn't work. You learned let's move forward. So it's, it's about like changing that, mm -hmm. the mind. And then obviously confidence is also getting feedback from the external world. Like you can't just sit there and expect to grow confident without taking action. You have to like take a risk, try a little something, and then you might get positive feedback that will boost your confidence. How do you then handle the negativity that comes your way? Obviously being, um, I mean, I think as any human being on social media, you get negative, you know, feedback, but obviously being more in the public eye. So how do you actually deal with that then? Um, yeah. No matter how confident you think you are, if you put yourself out on the internet, when people criticize you, some people will get to those like soft spots. For some reason, like you're, they, it's like the insecurities that you have, and it's always going to hurt, even if you prepare yourself for it. So you, there's no running away from that. But like I mentioned, it's, it's not caring as much about what people think of you. The recognizing people are their, are mirrors. They're mm -hmm. only projecting onto you their own insecurities and fears. So anyone who spews out negative criticism or just, ne just negativity, like they are suffering. And that's, also another way I think about it. Yeah. Thinking about it being from somebody else's perspective, I think does take your, your own personal emotions out of the equation. And so I think when you do that, you're able to see things a lot clearer. Um, yeah. And hopefully sometimes I at least try to take negative comments and go, is there some truth to this? Because if there yeah. is some truth to it, I can use it as my superpower. So it's mm -hmm. like all these people that may be throwing, hey, you just change your mindset and go, oh my God, like, Yes, sure, you hate, you're hating on me, but maybe if this part is true, now I can change. I can get better and grow from it. Yeah. So that hate now is almost welcomed in a way so that it doesn't hurt you, it can actually help you. So I actually want to now shift because 
your story, there's, there's so many things in your story that to me highlight what a lot of people go through. So the pressures um, of family and upbringing and things like that, but you've spoken um, quite often, you've actually repeated it um, multiple times in this interview, talking about passion. So, so many people are like, how do I find my passion? How do I find my passion? And I really do believe the passion, you cannot find it. It's not like you wake up one day and it's in front of you. And I actually have a great quote from you where you said, I splat to paint on a canvas and I see what sticks and I was like that's yeah. so amazing so talk to me about that because that's where I think people stop they know they want to change their life they know they're unhappy but they don't know what to do so they become paralyzed mm-hmm. because they don't know what they love and they don't know what they would want yeah. to do for the rest of their lives so they become paralyzed and now they stay in a life that they're unhappy with so talk mm-hmm. to me about splattering the paint Yeah, I love that you brought that up. That's honestly the the hugest struggle of my life was figuring it out. And first off, if anyone watching is experiencing like you don't know what to do, so you're not taking action, like that is your fear of the unknown. But what you really have to do, especially if you don't you don't know what your passion is yet, is you have to follow your curiosity because curiosity will lead you down the right path. And it's really about like what not what you're passionate about but what am i curious about what am i like hmm i wonder what this would be like i wonder what that feels like you have to go and explore each of those avenues and they're not all going to work out for you but some are and once you explore a little bit like that's going to open more doors to explore more different things and it's like you never know where you're going to go until you like take that first step it, life is kind of like a very foggy road. Like you can only see like five or 10 feet in front of you, right? And then you just have to like move forward so that you can see a little bit more. And that's that's really how I feel like it is. Like you figure it out as you go. That's why it's like, you can't have a, pl- a life plan set from the beginning. It, it's really a trial and error kind of process. Yeah, well tell me though, because dude, I heard you sing, you're like, <laughs> next freaking level singer and so being that good though what made you not stick with it so it's like you're freaking talented you said you love it you started a youtube channel but after a couple of years you then changed and created this new new youtube channel that is just like skyrocketed but what made you switch like what are those things yeah you know, I do have musical talent like I've been classically trained in piano I know how to sing um And I was pursuing that for a while. I even came out with an album. I was performing. I performed in like New York and LA. But then there was a time where I became depressed again because I felt like I was lost again. I was like, I'm doing music. And it's like, first of all, it wasn't making much progress. And second of all, there were things about the the lifestyle that I didn't love. And, you know, Lavender is all about creating your dream life, your ideal lifestyle. So I had to look at the big picture. What was my ideal lifestyle? My ideal lifestyle was I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to be have a lot of freedom with my time, you know, wake up, sleep whenever I want and be able to travel. And I asked myself, like, if I'm an artist, like, am, how long am I going to really be doing this? If I'm in my 30s, 40s, like, am I still going to want to tour when I'm in my 40s? Because that's what artists have to do. They have to tour and give concerts. <laughs> and that was the big part that I didn't like because I am an introvert. I like staying at home. I love the ability that I, I could do this on the internet, right? <laughs> so so that's, that's one example of a reason why I felt like YouTube was probably better suited to the ideal lifestyle that I had in my head. Like I could build a business from my bedroom. And that was 
more ideal for me. Obviously, there are other factors that helped me decide, but that's like one example of like, I wouldn't have known I wouldn't like this part of this career if I didn't try it. That's so strong. And you broke it down so succinctly because... I draw, so I, I um, as a hobby, like I sit there and I draw a lot. It's such a passion of mine and people just like, oh, well, why don't you do it as a business? It's like, no, A, I love it so much. I actually don't want it to um, for, feel for, like a job. Yeah, I yeah. feel, feel yeah, like that's another job. reason too. And to be honest, it's like some days I just don't want to draw. And so if I had to force mm-hmm. myself to draw now, I'm really sucking the one thing that I freaking love out of it. Yeah. Um, I now want to go on to perfectionism. You have so many amazing quotes, by the way. I've written down so many. But I, the, oh. the reason, I, and I've p- chosen topics for us to discuss that I feel like it's very universal and holds so many people back. But you've overcome all of these. So I really want to talk about perfectionism um, mm-hmm. and how that can really keep people um where they are like scared to move scared to make that first move scared to try new things like you did right you went from singing to doing you know um inspiring videos and i heard you had a quote you said you must learn to become a deeply disciplined half ass." <laughs> yeah that i was, was like, like that's my quote that's elizabeth gilbert said that yeah oh, but okay. it's great it is so freaking great so talk to me about how you become a disciplined half ass. Yeah, I yeah, I had to learn this along the way that because I think growing up as someone who cared about what other people thought of me, you want to appear perfect, right? You want to appear like the perfect child, appear like the perfect person. And that's a wall. We all have walls up, but it can hold you back from just taking action on the projects that you really want to do, but you're just scared to start. Um, And for me, I had to learn that done is better than perfect. That that was my rule as I was starting out Lavender because I made it a point. I'm like, okay, I'm starting this new channel. I'm going to make put out a video every single Wednesday. And I try to be as consistent as possible. And when you when you force yourself on a consistent, consistent schedule with creativity, obviously it's not always going to flow. You're going to have like times where you feel blocked creatively and maybe you want this video to be perfect, but it's just not there. And But the fact that if you're on a schedule, like you just have to put it out. You know, even if it's not perfect, it's your due date, like put it out there. Yeah, I think that's so universal and just relevant to life because I don't, I don't think anyone should look at anybody, no matter how successful, Oprah, like Bill Gates, like the top of the top. I don't want anyone to look at anyone and go, but it's okay for them. It's easy for them or they're perfect. Exactly. And I can't yeah. reach it because people may look at you, whether they want to start a YouTube channel or anything. And they'll be like, well, she's got a talent that I don't have. I can't reach that level of perfection. So for you to go, guys, it's not even perfect in my eyes. I just yeah. have to get it out. It, it, that is absolutely such a beautiful and refreshing thing to hear. Yeah, like we expect that all these successful people are are perfect, but really they're going through the same feelings that we are. You don't want to compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. You know, I've been building these skills for years. I already had video experience, audio editing experience, performing experience. You know, we build our skills over time and through failures and just making mistakes. So don't compare like how you are starting out to someone who's successful. Yeah, love that. And just to add, you're never too old. Like you're never exactly. too old. If you're 50, I thought you're I was too old, but I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. And, and it's true. You're never too old. Yeah. And going back to the power of belief, you just have to believe that you're never too old. And it's like, everything yeah. starts with that first step. And it's like, if you don't take that first step, 
you know, like you're never going to get on that path. So more people need to talk about no matter where you are in your life, everything you just laid out is relevant to anyone, no matter how old they are, because it's that first step, right? It's talking about the mindset. It's talking about overcoming these issues um, that you have just beautifully not only laid out, but you do in your own content, um, which is amazing. Yeah, it goes back to like what you're telling yourself in your head. Like who's telling you you're too old for this? Like that's yourself. Like no one out there is telling you. And even if they are like that's it's all fake. It's all in the mind. It's it's just an illusion. And what I like to do is like there are so many celebrities or successful people that started later in life, whether they were 40 or 50. And look to those stories as examples because they exist. So you have to build the the positive belief and then find examples to support that new positive belief that you want to build. Yeah. I love that mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Um, so what is your superpower? As you know, I love superheroes. So what yeah. is your superpower? I think my superpower is finding the life lesson in everything. Mm-hmm. Like I am like whatever people are going through, even if there's like chaos, like the pandemic, just everything, I always find the the learning lesson and the life lesson and whatever wisdom that I can from from anything. <laughs> well, I'm just going to throw a curveball here. What life lesson did you learn in the COVID or during COVID? There's so What's- many. I mean, first thing, we're all connected and we're living in a time where we can't be selfish anymore because Right. Like if you if you're selfish, then you can go out and do what you want. But in order to protect other people like your neighbors, elderly people, you have to be safe, wear a mask, stay in as possible. So just recognizing that we're, we're just more connected in general. And the fact how fast everything spread globally, we are all we are all one. And so much about learning to come back to love, the feeling of love rather than the feeling of fear. Like it, it really is a test because so many people are scared. And when there's something scary, like it's easy to fall into that negative space. But learning that no matter what happens on the outside, you can always find love within and you can always find like your inner peace. So in order to do that, I have to be good and take care of myself. So it's all about learning to cultivate the love you have within. That's strong. Thank you for saying that. The fact that you're taking care of yourself before you're trying to take care of the world. Like that. So important, and I know it's become cliche, but that whole thing, right, where they say put the oxygen mask on yourself on the airplane before you put on someone else. Yep. And where can people find all the just incredible content that you're putting out? Um, Mainly YouTube. Just search Lavender. Everything is Lavender. My Instagram and my website. I have a podcast called The Lavender Lifestyle, and then I also have a shop where you can find it on my website where I sell, like, workbooks and notebooks and stationery. Yeah, amazing girl. Guys, guys, yeah. go check out her channel. I, I didn't plan on it, but you've got to go check out her singing as well, just as a side note. But <laughs> Thank you. Her, yeah. th- this woman is just absolutely incredible. Her videos are awesome. They're very tactical, very tip-oriented. So go check that out. And guys, if this episode did bring you value, please, please do comment, share, let me know what was super powerful that she said that really resonated with you. And subscribe. And follow me at Lisa Villu. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life.